Hello, friends, and welcome to the Iron Sharpens Iron Bible Study Podcast. Um, before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to let everybody know that our episodes will no longer come be coming out on Sundays. They'll be coming out on Monday mornings um, just due to like some scheduling and uh, uh, timing. I, I decided that that was probably the best time uh, to release the new episodes. Um, that being said, we're going to jump right into this week's episode. Uh, we're in a series called Stormproof, where we're looking at the, the Proverbs as God's instruction for being prepared for life's, uh, life's difficulties before they happen. We noticed in last week's episode that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If we want to live skillfully, insightfully, and successfully uh, before God in this world, then the starting point is knowing and submitting to him. We also noted that these first nine chapters are trying to show us why we need God's wisdom so that we will listen to his teachings. In our study today, we're going to look at the rest of Proverbs 1 and notice three preparations needed to be able to live skillfully, insightfully, and successfully before God um, in the world. Uh, So that being said, let's grab our Bibles. We're going to start in Proverbs 1. We're going to read verses 8 and 9 to begin with. It says, Hear, my son, your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. Um, in verses 8 and 9, God tells us through Solomon that we need to listen to our parents. We're, we're told to listen to your father's instruction and don't forsake your mother's teaching. The first preparation you need for life is to listen to your parents. Why? Why should we listen to our parents? First, um, you know, your parents have experience that you do not have. Unfortunately, we have the default tendency to think that our parents don't understand what it is that we're going through, but a good parent can remember uh, the time of life that you are in and can tap into that understanding uh, so that they can help you. Don't reject what they're telling you. Don't resist their teachings. Don't just discard what they say because you think that they don't understand. Uh, You know, the world really hasn't changed as much as we think. Uh, Second, God says that if you will listen and follow your parents' teachings, there will be glory for your life. A good parent wants to send their child down the right path. A good parent gives instructions because those instructions are going to help the child have a good life. Uh, Verse 9 pictures these parental instructions as, as beautiful jewelry. The idea is that if you will listen to what your parents teach you, that you will make your life beautiful. One of the worst things we can do, really, for our children uh, is defend everything that they do. Don't make excuses for your children. Do not ignore what they're doing. Don't think that it will take care of itself. You'll notice that the parents are supposed to be giving correction and instruction. Don't just excuse your children. Teach your children. And children, don't just shrug off those discipline and teaching moments. It's good for you to listen to your parents and obey them. The first preparation for a good life is to listen to what your parents are saying and follow their teachings. Uh, Let's move on now here. Let's look at verses uh, 10 and let's go all the way down through 19. It says, Hear my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. I started in verse 8. We're going to read 8 through 19. Hear, my son, your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornament about your neck. 
My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol, even whole as those who go down to the pit. We will find all kinds of precious wealth. We will fill our houses with spoil. Throw in your lot with us. We shall all have our purse. Have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet from their path, for their feet run to evil and they hasten to shed blood. Indeed, it is unless to it is useless to spread the baited net in the sight of any bird, but they lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who gains by violence. It takes away the life of its possessors. So the second preparation for a good life is found here in verses 10 through 19. It says, don't listen. Don't listen to the enticement of sinners. People are going to make offers to you uh, to do the wrong things. You're going to have circles of people in your life who are going to try to tempt you to join them in what they're doing. What they're going to ask you to do, it's going to sound fun. It'll be enticing. You know, sin is enticing, but what they're doing, it's not innocent fun. They're, they're trying to harm people. They're trying to take advantage of people. Uh, they're trying to act for selfish gain. So the direction is given to us not to walk in the way with them. Do not follow their paths. Do not run with them. You know, there are times in your life when you'll have to make a decision about your friend group. All of us have those times when we have to decide if we're going to spend our time with this circle of people. Uh, This is true when, you know, we're in school, but it's also true with our coworkers and our neighbors. Um, So our second preparation is to not run with people who are trying to get us to join them in uh, the the wrongdoing they're proposing. Verses 17 through 19 tells us why we shouldn't run with them. Ultimately, you know, sin is a trap for ourselves. Running with such people will only get, get us in trouble. You're setting a trap for your own life when you listen to them. You're setting up an ambush for yourself when you run with those people. It'll, it'll take away, I mean, it'll take away your life. If you listen to them, they're not looking out for you. They're not going to care uh, when you get caught. Then, you know, that they really don't care if you get destroyed. Now, I really want to make a point here regarding our families and our church, uh, our churches at this moment. This is why we need deep relationships in our families and in the church. We need to create such a family relationship in the home that your children are willing to say no to evildoers because they have a relationship with you as their parents. They know that they have a safe place at home. They know that they're that uh, you're willing to do something with them that is equal to or better than what their friends are offering. And really, we need to create those kinds of relationships in the church. This way, we can say no to the temptations from those who are in our lives and spend our time with the people of God instead. We will know that we can reject our worldly friends because we have godly friends as our happy alternatives. Um, So, you know, don't make a trap for your life. Don't join those who are doing wrong. Uh, Get away from them. Let's go ahead and knock out the rest of this chapter. Let's look at uh, verses 20 through 33. It says, Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the gates in the city, she utters her sayings. 
How long, O oh naive ones, will you love being simple-minded, and scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate knowledge? Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. And you neglected all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof, so they shall eat of the fruit of their own way and be satiated with their own devices. For the waywardness of the naive will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But he who listens to me shall live securely and will be at ease from the dread of evil. So this third preparation for life that God gives us, uh, he tells us to get wisdom. But God shows us this in a beautiful way. You know, wisdom is pictured as a woman who is calling for people to listen to her. You'll notice that the first picture is that wisdom is not hidden in verses 20 and 21. She She's in the markets, the noisy streets, and the city gates calling out for people to listen. You know, wisdom is accessible. But notice what her message is in verses 22 and 23. She basically asks why we are ignoring her. How long will you want to stay inexperienced and simple-minded in life? How will you hate wisdom and knowledge? Uh, if you will just listen, she will give you her thoughts and make her teachings known to you. Imagine the scene that is being uh, that's being presented here. Wisdom is walking around with a megaphone asking people who wants to have a skillful um, insightful and successful life, but people are just not responding. You see this in verse 24, I have called and you refused to listen. I extended my hand and no one paid attention. Now I want us to notice what God tells us will happen if we don't make preparations to have wisdom uh, directing our lives. Look at verses 26 and 27. Wisdom will laugh at your calamity and mock when disaster overtakes you like a tornado. I want you to notice that God says life is going to hit you hard. No, no one gets through life without, uh, you know, major distress, calamities, and anguish. You'll notice that wisdom says that she told you that you should get her before it's too late. Now when trouble strikes, you know, they will call to me. But notice wisdom says that she will not answer. People will search for her, but they will not find her. The reason why is because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Um, as it says in verse 29, they were not interested in her counsel and rejected all of her correction in verse 30. You know, this is a this is a important picture to understand. God tells us that his teaching uh, his teachings rather are like insurance. Insurance companies, you know, don't give out insurance when there is a uh, when there's a storm in the ocean. Um, it's too late. Insurance companies do not give out fire insurance while your your house is on fire. Um, it's too late. Insurance companies don't give out health insurance after you're diagnosed with sickness. You know, it's a pre-existing condition. It's too late. In the same way, it's too late uh, 
to find wisdom when disaster hits. You, you must have wisdom in place before disaster strikes uh, for it to be useful and to be helpful. But too often, this is what we do with God and his word. We ignore him and we ignore his teachings. Then something bad happens and we run to the Bible thinking that we're going to find help now. We, mu we must be seeking wisdom from the start so that it is in place to help us when disaster strikes. This is an important truth that God is teaching us. Ignoring God now will lead to future failure. Trouble is going to come and you're going to make the wrong decisions. Hardships are going to push you the wrong way uh, when they come because you didn't have God's wisdom placed firmly as the foundation of your life. So the bad news is in verses 30 and 32, since we would not accept wisdom's counsel and direction, we will eat the fruit of our decisions. We will deal with the consequences of not having wisdom as the foundation for our lives. The point is that we would uh, get wisdom before this happens. God is trying to get us prepared for the storms. Now, I hope that we're hearing something that God is telling us. Listening to him has far more value than simply going uh, to, to heaven when we die. God's wisdom and God's word are given to us for our protection, for our security, and, and to ease pain and suffering in this life. You really see this emphasized in verse 33. The wisdom of God will keep us from so many life problems. Listening to God's word will give us ease and peace when calamity strikes. Looking to God is what keeps us free from worry when life gets flipped upside down. God doesn't want us to have, uh, he doesn't want us to have to reap the consequences of our decisions. So he is giving us the insight and guidance we need to avoid life's traps. But if we will not seek him now, then we are going to make bad decisions and then we will reap the consequences for what we did. So you'll notice that the message of Proverbs 1 really boils down to a very uh, important question. Who are you listening to in your life? Whose guidance do you follow? God begins by saying that your first preparation for life is by listening to the instructions of your parents. If you will listen to their correction, uh, their discipline and their instruction, then it will, um, for the lack of a better word, it will beautify your life. They are the first influencers and teachers in your life. Um, secondly, don't don't listen to any circle of your friends or influencers influencers in your life that are tempting you to do wrong. You know, we're going to have many who will entice us to do what is wrong, and we should not follow them. We shouldn't join them. Um, it, it's a trap for your life. You can ruin your life by listening to the wrong people and following the wrong path that they're on. Uh, and lastly, seek God's wisdom for your life now. Don't wait. You know, it, it, it's too late if you wait. <laughs> God's wisdom is your insurance for life. You need it applied to your life now so that you can have uh, so that you can have security. Um, 
please think about verses 24 and 25 and ask if this is us. God cried out for us to listen, but we refused to learn his wisdom. Wisdom. We neglected his counsel and would not accept his instruction. And this is why we are where we are in life. Now is the time to restart with God and listen to him. Um, one of my favorite books of the Bible is James. And in James chapter 1, uh, and I think it's verse... Five. It says, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So, you know, James tells us that if we'll just ask, if we'll just ask for wisdom, that God, uh, you know, he, he is generous and he gives without reproach that he will give us wisdom uh, so start making pre preparations because the next storm is coming and this time you can be ready because this time the fear of the lord is now uh, your foundation uh, guys as always uh, feel free to share your reflections any questions that you have or even a favorite verse with our community be sure to like, share, and subscribe to stay current on all of our available episodes. Um, that's that's it for this week's episode. So until our next sharpening session, stay steadfast, stay inspired, and may your faith continue to grow sharper each day. I'm your host, Dustin Goad. This is the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. Um, and until next week, God bless.